0: Well, he has a political, political role.
1: role in the traditional stance,
0: but yeah, yeah, a political yeah, sure. role
1: in that uh, the church takes a position on issues that it thinks have to do
0: with right and wrong. Sure. And he, he comes here in a political sense because of his pastoral role. He is the leader of 1.3 billion Catholics, and he's also a head of state. Um, and. The church makes truth claims that are per se public claims. So they ought, ought to be part of the public discourse. Um, is he going to make specific public policy recommendations? No, of course he's not. Um, that's not his role, and he's been clear about that. But the themes that he's going to bring to Congress are the themes that he first outlined this morning at the White House. It's uh, it's immigration, it's uh, economics, it is um, uh, building community and solidarity. and. Those are the things that he has returned to time and time and time again. You know, he's almost put people (laughs) like me out of business because (laughs) he actually tells you. of America Magazine. (laughs) He tells you exactly what he's doing Mm -hmm. and then he tells you why he's done it. Uh, There's not a lot of guesswork here. So we don't need you to analyze what he's doing because he tells you. Exactly. How is
1: he different though in, in the Pope that he has become from that first interview? The very first interview he did was with America Magazine, correct? Yeah. How is he different from the man you saw in that interview?
0: He isn't. He's the same man. He's 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 just the same exact man. In fact, um, I went back and reread that interview uh, that he did with Antonio Spadaro in Rome because you know preparing for this visit, and you see in that interview the same themes that he has returned to time and time and time again: mercy, mercy, mercy. Mm -hmm. This is a time for reconciliation, and it's not a platitude. It is a prescription for what he feels ails the world.
1: Um, How does he want to change the church?
2: Well, one of the things I think that he did right off the bat is that the church that he inherited was one that seemed to be in a kind of stalemate with a much... Of both the Catholic world and the non-Catholic world had gotten into a kind of stalemate over these issues of sexual morality, um, premarital sex, contraception, divorce, uh, homosexuality, role of women, the whole thing. Well that of course no one objects uh, to the Church's stance on that. But they weren't doing a lot about it. Right. But these issues had become the kind of litmus test for determining who was a good Catholic, who was not, and everything had begun to um, become stalled around those issues. And what uh, Francis did very elegantly was just say, wait a second, let's talk about other things. The church is not just these prescriptions, the church is the gospel, the the, the core of the gospel is uh, loving thy neighbor, um, caring for the sick, uh, thinking of the vulnerable. He changed the conversation in a a very interesting way, but without um, changing the doctrine.
1: I mean, he clearly, the reality is that he has become uh, a player in terms of big international issues. I think migration or refugees, the most recent. Uh, Is that a role that that we ought to expect him to enlarge and do more of?
2: Well, in fairness, the church has had a key role in that, not just under Francis, but for some time. Uh, The church has been one of the only voices in Europe that has been consistently uh, supportive of Recent immigration to Europe and stood up for that at a time in which it's very politically unpopular to do so. So he's building on um, on that. But obviously, this migration crisis in Europe is is of biblical proportions, and the church uh, invariably is going to have a, a role in that. the The problem of reconciling Europe, to a period of significant demographic change is going to be a, a big epical change, and the church has, in a way, some of the cultural instruments to help Europe make that transition that it's having difficulty doing on other on other grounds.
1: Here's what surprises me, uh, Monsignor: the idea that because I was at the conclave and you and I were together at that time, you know, he w- I I was surprised. When he was selected, because no one was coming up to me saying, "I know it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be him." They didn't say that. He was among a list of people, but he wasn't even the front runner. Yet, in retrospect, because he had been number two when Benedict was selected, we should have expected him to be a front runner. <coughs> was there more to it than that in terms of his selection? Had the Church come to a point where he said, "We need a fresh wind in here"? I think that's true, Charlie. Um... Fascinating. I've I've spoken to a number of cardinals, obviously they can't tell us what went on in the conclave, but he was such a surprise choice.